here. Uh, so let's get started, shall we? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm Manny Garavito. We go live every single day-ish to talk to the people of Miami to say, what's up? How are you? Jacob say, that's what's up. That is what's up. Freestyling for no reason. That's a very, um, that's a very fun thing to do, you know? Freestyling in the times where people don't expect it can be a very good thing or it can be a very bad thing. You know, don't freestyle if you don't have an online presence as a freestylist, all right? There's nothing worse than you hanging out with someone who was just a regular, everyday kind of person, and then they just go, hey, yo, and like, oh, no, please don't. No, no, watch this. Hey, yo, uh, (laughs) right, or like if you're in a party, you know, that one guy that's always freestyling me out of nowhere, don't be that guy, you know what I mean? Don't be on a date, and they'll be like, hey, you know, I freestyle, right? Oh, my God, really? I thought you were a banker. No, check this out. Watch this. Let me put on an instrumental on Spotify. Oh, God, please don't do this. And then while you're freestyling, she's on her phone. Girl, you wouldn't believe what this guy is talking about right now. Uh, he's talking about the pyramids and zeitgeist from YouTube. <laughs> you know what's the worst kind of rappers? The kind of rappers that rap about things that they heard about that were conspiracies. Pyramids, ancient legends, intelligence. <laughs> Oh, man, do those rappers still exist? I remember those rappers were hot, like, in the 2000s, you know? Like, uh, rappers that would show up and they just start talking about, like, what? Uh, Shout out to trap rappers for kind of making rap more fun again, right? Because trap rappers, when they rap, they rap about getting money, getting women, living an extravagant life, because there was a a phase in rap where it kind of went a little too extreme. You know what I mean? Communism all over the world. Can't step outside feeling safe with my girl. Like, yo, what? (laughs) You know you live in America, right? (laughs) You're from Jacksonville, bro. (laughs) All right, well, there's a market for that. I know, I know there's a market for that, Jacob. I get it. Uh, IT tech rap. <laughs> 5G cost the corona. Um, so on today's podcast, let's talk about some of the places we like to eat in Miami. Now, do I have a freestyle for this? No, I don't. All right, I'm not really much of a freestylist, but let's get to the actual theme and topic. Uh, once again, welcome to the Miami Comedy Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about where do you like to eat in the city of Miami? Let's get this started. Bam. So let's work from the ground up. I like eating in places that are very common, right? I don't like making going out to dine a big deal. I used to. I used to be the kind of guy that whenever I'd go out to eat somewhere, I would like to eat in places that were kind of like, you know, a little higher middle income kind of restaurant, you know, like uh, fancy sushi joints or places that were tourist trappy to kind of like eat that kind of food. But as I'm aging, I realize that I really like homemade cultured food that have restaurant, either restaurants or food trucks. So my favorite place to eat, if it's late at night and I kind of just want to grab a bite to eat, like I don't do fast food anymore, first of all. I hate fast food. I can't stand. Like remember what, the last time I ate Taco Bell was like a year and a half ago. 
It was late at night. I was in the parking lot because it was a long night and I was really hungry. And I just went to a Taco Bell. I got food from there. And then I was eating it in the car. And I'm like, this is absolutely atrocious. I couldn't. I got so mad when I realized how this is not Mexican food. It's kind of like you're eating toys, but they just so happen to be made from Mexico. It's like we put together a bunch of ingredients to give you the lie that you're eating Mexican food when it's not. And so I'm eating this mess of, I remember the feeling. It was like cheese, what I thought was ground beef, but apparently it's like a corn substance with uh, sour cream. And it was like this concoction. And And I look at this thing and I'm like, what am I doing? And I just threw it in the bag and I threw it out. And then as I'm driving around Miami, I realize that a place called El Carnal exists. And it's late night Mexican food and it's a restaurant. Right, And it's family-owned, I believe, the way it's set up. And you can definitely tell the place is family-owned when they only accept cash. You guys ever been? You know the food is going to be fire when it's cash only. (laughs) In Miami, people will dodge taxes to give you some fire food. Where somebody's Latin grandma's in the back cooking it up. And you know she's getting one-third of the profits, for sure. She ain't going to cook up all that food and get paid a salary. No, no. She's an investor. (laughs) All right. Latin grandmas in the back, half owner. Those are fire places to eat. So El Carnal is one of my favorite places. Hey, Shady. Thank you, sir. Shout out to Shady for buying the bag. Shady's going to make me a millionaire one day. Uh, So El Carnal, if you go there late at night, El Carnal uh, is one of the best places to eat, but it's cash only. All right. Another place that I like to eat in the city of Miami. Um, I was talking about this yesterday. The fritanga, the Nicaraguan fritanga joints. I think just about any fritanga is really good. Primarily yambo. Usually, here's the here's a combination where you know the food is going to be fire. If it's if it's cash only, if uh, it's open late at night, and if a Latin grandmother's in the back, the fire the food is fire. You you can't you can't beat it. You can't go to a four or five star restaurant, and that even that can't beat the food. All right, some chef working at some hotel does not beat the food. Does not beat the food of a twenty four hour fritanga that only accepts cash. <laughs> All right, that's the sure tell sign that the food is amazing, the price is amazing, and you are contributing to tax evasion. <laughs> Yo, there's the joke right there. Uh, Jacob says, fast food isn't even fast anymore. Only fast to make you go boop. Yeah, uh, I I completely lost all interest in fast food ever since that night. Um, Something just clicked inside of me. Oswald, what's up? Karalovic, welcome. G Miami. That's how you know the spot is good when it's cash only. Absolutely. Now, Pinolandia is better than Yambo. I like Pinolandia too. Definitely up there. But, but Pinolandia is not 24 hours. Yambo is, so Yambo wins in the scheduling department. More convenience. Nelly, welcome. Omi Slice. As a matter of fact, let me write this down, man, because that, that was a good one. Uh, you know the food is you know the food is gonna be fire. There's three ingredients to having fire. Hold up, hold up, hold up. My mic is acting up. There we go. All right, let me write this down before I forget. 
Top three signs the food is fire in Miami. If you guys want to add to the list, please do, because I'm going to make this into a tweet for tomorrow. All right, this is the joke for today. Top Telltale signs the food is fire. When the, when the place is 24 hours, 24-7, is open 24-7, There's a Latin grandma in the back. And they're evading taxes by accepting cash only. All right? Those places are the best places to eat in the city of Miami. Period. Period. All right? You can go to the fanciest place and it just will not match what they're offering here. All right, so there you go. There's the joke for today. Thank you all very much for that. Lorenza says, I tried to, to order crunchy tacos from Taco Bell, and they said, sorry, our meat ho- hose is broken, and we can't make tacos. Why did they even have to include the fact that it comes from a hose? It's almost like they want to disgust you on purpose. It's like, yo, our food is so nasty, we dare you to eat this. It comes out of a hose. Ugh. Dude, I don't do fast food ever again since that night, ever. There's, there was like an adult side of me that just woke up and looked at the food, and I'm like, what is this? Go to a place that's evading taxes, that's open 24 hours. It's the same price, more or less. The only difference is you can't pull out your card. There you go. JJ, welcome to the chat. Michael, uh, imagine if it were cash only or Bitcoin. Eventually, eventually, that will happen. Uh, shady. Eventually, the places that are mom and pop restaurants that are open 24-7 will only be accepting Bitcoin, right, once they've got it figured out. Because, you know, Latin grandmas, they don't like technology like that. They only want to be in the back cooking. But if it comes down to getting paid, Yo necesito mi dinero. Y si tengo que aprender esto, lo voy a aprender. ¿Cómo te esto? ¿Qué es un Bitcoin? ¿Y eso moro NFT? ¿Qué quiere decir eso? ¿Alguien me quiere pagar con una foto de un moro? <laughs> Sorry, that was my uh, Latin grandma impression. I got to clear my voice on that one. All right, so let's go a little higher up the food chain, shall we? Uh, so though that is the base place of where I like to eat in the city of Miami. Uh, if we go a bit higher in terms of restaurants, I really like Thai restaurants in the city of Miami. Because what's great about Thai food is that they get the best of Asian and they infuse it and they make awesome dishes. So one of the places I would recommend in terms of Thai food, um, New Moon over on 24th is really good because New Moon serves all the food fresh. There's nothing like crazy going on there. And it's not like uh, extravagant, right? Because some places they serve you up. Some restaurants will serve you up Asian food and then just make it extravagant to bring it up by 20, 30%. But if you go to the right Asian restaurants, they will serve you the food just as good, but they still have the prices of like family oriented, right? So check out New Moon Thai Restaurant, which is really delicious food, especially if you're into Thai food. And they got sushi, they got noodles, and my favorite is the curry. Like I love curry because of how complex the flavors are. Uh, So Thai Asian infused restaurants all over the city in Miami, uh, find a good one and stick to it and make sure that the pricing structure isn't extravagant. 
Thank you, Miami, joined the chat. All right, so shout out to Thank You, Miami. So we're talking about places we like to eat. So Thank You, Miami, I got to give that place props. And even though we do comedy there, I don't want to be, you know, biased, but I'm being sincere when I say this to you. The best burgers that I've ever had in the city of Miami is over at Thank You, Miami 305. So make sure you guys check that place, especially if you want late night food. Speaking about late night food. Places open late, they support the arts, and their burger menu is amazing. Shout out to Alex Valle and being the cook slash chef in the back making these amazing creations. Uh, Why are the burgers so good at Thank You Miami? I'll tell you why. Uh, (laughs) Alex does not hold back on the grease. (laughs) The burgers are so juicy and full of flavor that when you bite, there's nothing but flavor and juice just going down the sides of your mouth. And you don't feel bad about it. You just feel like, I got to enjoy my life some way, somehow. And today, it's through this burger. (laughs) And the stuff he puts in the burgers, right, is so good. Because it's the kind of grease that feels fresh. You ever eaten, like, fresh grease? Where you're like, oh, this grease was not saved. This grease was for me. And you eat it, and you just feel amazing. And then at the end, even though it was a heavy meal, you still feel good. You just want to sit back and watch comedy like Jabba the Hutt. Just like, oh, this guy's good. This guy's not. But either way, I'm having a great time. Uh, so definitely, if you guys want to eat some good burgers and feel good for the rest of the night, come on out to Thank You Miami, especially during comedy nights, and try out their menu. Absolutely delicious. The Mike Salvi says, this sounds incredible. Absolutely, Mike. Go try out their burgers. Especially if you got the munchies. It's 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 like a munch. It's all right. Picture, you know how like Pokemon works in evolution. Picture a food truck and it evolved into a restaurant. Picture all the homely food that they create at a food truck and then it evolves into a restaurant. That's what Thank You Miami is. They just came, they just went to the next level. <laughs> the Mike says the Mike Salvi says fresh grease. I'm in. Yes, you get it, bro. All right. Don't worry about cholesterol. Don't worry about your arteries. Worry about that later. Tonight is the night. (laughs) Tonight is the night. We eating fresh. All right. Let's go up the food chain. So we talked about uh, bottom tier, which is homemade, cash-only, tax evasion properties. Then we've got um, Asian food, kind of like a little higher up. Uh, we talked about the burgers as well. I'd say thank you, Miami's there as well. Now, if you if you say you're going on date night, let's say you're hanging out with your girl and you want to go to like a fancier restaurant and have something to eat. I my favorite places to go dine at that level, like let's say like date night food. I like Komodo and Brickle. Uh, the reason why I like Komodo and Brickle is because uh, the drinks are good, the food is good. And the scenery is good because for me, in order for me to enjoy a meal when it comes to that level of eating, right, when you go out and you're paying higher prices, the environment is so important. I never understood, like, high prices at a small place. Like, oh, but the person in the back cooks, like, high-end. Yeah, dude, but I'm, st- I'm looking at a corner. <laughs> How am I going to pay $80 for my meal when I'm looking at a corner of some restaurant and only 12 people sit here? There's no way. Right, like there's some, you know, you know what places do that? Vegan places, like those vegan joints that are very small and they use fresh ingredients, and then you end up paying like thirty, forty dollars a person 
right? Because you wanted a bowl of chia seeds and whatever, right? And so you're sitting down. Sure, it's nutritious. Sure, it tastes good. But I'm looking at a wall, bro. It's not adding to the experience, right? So uh, if you're going to pay high-end prices, go to a place that gives you a good environment. Uh, sea Spice is good. Kiki on the Beach is good. Komodo's good. Those are the kind of places I like when I go on date nights. I like going to those uh, higher-end places. And the chances of you seeing a, a celebrity there are pretty high, especially over at uh, Sea Spice, man. When I was working there on a random Sunday brunch, Justin Bieber pulls up in a yacht. I didn't even know Justin Bieber was pulling up in yachts in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Justin Bieber pulling up in a yacht. Extravagant. And there I am wearing my suit, uh, being the marketer that I am, right? And I see this boat, and it's like some guy's waving, and then someone's helping him park. Turns out Justin Bieber pulls out of this thing. And here's the irony. Justin Bieber, even though he had an extravagant entry to this place, he wanted a private place to dine. You know, he wanted to go somewhere where nobody can see him. So it's like, all right, let me get this straight. You pull up in a yacht. You get everybody all riled up. And then when you get off the yacht, you're like, I'd like to go somewhere alone. It's like, why don't you take it to go then, Justin? Why? <laughs> hey, Justin, what's up, man? I'm Manny Garavito. Yeah, I'm the marketer of C-Spice. Hey, I got a question for you. How about you don't take up the room and just dine in your yacht, man? Take the stuff to go. You know what I'm saying? That way it's more convenient for you and no one here has to bother you. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I bothering you? I'm sorry. Oh, I messed up. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Curly, what's up, man? Thanks for the follow. Joanna, welcome to the chat. Yossier, Alberto, the hitman. Pokeball Kendall. Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and give Pokeball uh, a shout out here. Another place I like to dine is places that use fresh ingredients and that give you good prices for said fresh ingredients. So Poke Bowl is good. I've been to the one in Coral... Is it Coral Gables? Yeah, I've been to the one in Coral Gables as well. The one in Kendall, I have yet to try, but I've heard of it, right? Those are good. Um, Who's Justin Bieber? (laughs) What up, sellers? Um, So, yeah, fresh ingredients with good prices. Those are fun. I like those. Like a a place to grab a quick lunch. Those are pretty good, right? Highly recommend those, uh, especially for lunch. Um, Let's see. If I were to dine somewhere... Let's go by location. So, in Doral... Uh, a really good place to eat barbecue. Shout out to Shorty's Barbecue, by the way. The reason I wrote today that, uh, that meme was because Shorty's apparently sold their land to, like, some real estate people for, like, millions of dollars. So shout out to Shorty's. My father, when he was alive, he would take me out to eat there all the time. That was one of his favorite barbecue joints. So uh, it's good to see them still thriving, even after the pandemic. Uh, so, but if you guys want to try really good barbecue, in the back of Tripping Animals Brewery, there's a place called Gorilla City Eats or something like that. Like, you go inside, and on the left-hand side of the bar, there's a guy grilling up, um, like, brisket and uh, 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 tacos, but, like, tacos with uh, the brisket or, like, turkey. And, like, you know, it's almost like uh, kind of like the barbecue you want to pair with when you have a craft beer. And it, it's, it's some of the best brisket I've ever had, and it's located in the back of this brewery. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Molly Francine gets it. Yep, tripping animals, absolutely. All right, Comedian JJ says uh, his preferred uh, place to dine is getting the four-for-four meal at Wendy's. <laughs> Which I, I would admit, if if I were to choose one fast food place uh, out of all, it would be Wendy's. Um, Dave wasn't kidding. For those that remember Dave in the 90s, Dave wasn't kidding about fresh ingredients. 
Uh, even, you know, Fresh Never Frozen. Remember that? Uh, the food at Wendy's, you can taste the difference in terms of the way they prepare it. You know what I mean? Like, if I get a burger, the way the burger comes out, the way it's pieced together, it looks like it was, like, one by one, right? It doesn't look like they just put it in the microwave, took it out, and, and served it. Like, you can tell it was they got the bread, they put the burger, they put the cheese, the lettuce and tomato, and then the rest on top. You know what I mean? So when you get it, it looks presentable, right? Because some of these fast food burgers, man, they, it's not presentable. It's, it looks like someone sat on them. Hey, uh, this guy wants a quarter pounder. You got one? Oh, yeah, I'm sitting on it right now. There you go. It's warm and everything. Put it in the bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? KFC both both fell off. No, dude, not a KFC bowl. I do not recommend that at all baked potatoes at wendy's that would that would be a, a healthier option for sure if you do fast food uh the kfc bowl that thing is still made first of all the kfc bowl is an atrocity uh, the kfc bowl is like if somebody got all the ingredients that no one wanted to eat that day put it in a bowl mix it up and give it to them it's got chicken gravy mashed potatoes corn and we mix it all up in a bowl there you go eat it up you animal <laughs> You know that thing they attach on horses that they eat off of? That's like the KFC bowl for human beings. They just they just mush it all and you just you just feed off of that thing. Yeah, the leftover bowl, exactly. Try adding honey to the KFC bowl. What kind of people are on the chat? Gross. No way. Absolutely not. Um All right, let's keep going. Let's go higher up. I think we went pretty high. Have I tried a five-star restaurant in Miami? I haven't. I've been to other places when I go on vacation. I've tried, like, uh, Wagyu. The thing is that there's a threshold in terms of price and luxury in Miami because you will get gouged, right? Like, you want to have a nice dining experience when you go out to eat in Miami, but it comes to a point where it's like, if I go there, it's not really luxury. It's price gouging. (laughs) So you've got to assess, right? Like, you really got to do your research. You got to go in there like on Yelp and on Google reviews and you got to look to see what people are saying about these restaurants, especially if it's a four or five star, because price gouging is very real in the city, man. Like they will make it they're like, all right, I can imagine what the business meetings must be like. But like, all right, everybody, we're going to we're going to start a business. We're going to get into the restaurant industry in the city of Miami. We're going to get high end property. We're going to put art all over the walls. We're going to have women dancing on the weekends. We're going to put that boom, boom, boom music. But in the back, we're going to have an ex-Wendy cook. (laughs) And we're going to be serving sliders, uh, aged sliders, but they don't say what they mean by aged, right? It's not like the beef was aged. It's just aged because it was in the back for a while. We're going to have aged sliders for $29.99. Well, how many sliders do you get? Three. So that's $10 a slider. Yeah, but these are aged burgers. Aged how? I don't know, but they're aged. <laughs> so price gouging, you got to be careful in the city of Miami. They they kind of go they kind of go overboard a little bit with the pricing. You know what I'm saying? Um an atrocity shot that right down. Absolutely. Uh let her choose so if it's trash you owe cheeks. See JJ, you see how you talk and then you you, you say bad things about me. Look at the, let her choose where to eat, and if you don't like it, she owes you cheeks. Jesus, JJ. <laughs> but I can hear you saying it, so I'm laughing. 
Uh, I be all type of sushi restaurants and don't eat sushi. The sushi are for the Instagram models, just like you said. By the way, check out the recent video I posted on the stories over on Instagram with me and JJ talking to Marcelo, uh, which is also a very funny comedian, about eating sushi late at night in the city of Miami. Um, you know what else is really delicious in the city of Miami? Any arepa place. Most arepa joints, they're late at night. They taste good. And the stuff they put in is really is really tasty. Like, um, what's the place? There's a really good place in um, Coral Gables. Uh, one place I would recommend if you guys want to get into, like, really good arepa food. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, man. It, help me out, guys. If there's a really good place. Oh, and speaking of Thai restaurants, you know what just came to mind? Uh, Lung Thai. Lung Yap. Go to Lung Yap in Calle Ocho. Delicious Thai food. Uh, cash only, I believe. I think it's Dale Arepa. Is it Dale Arepa? Just, uh, yeah, I think it's Dale Arepa. Or Agasajo. I forget. But there's an Arepa place. In uh, in Coral Gables, that's absolutely delicious. Eparepa and Doral is really good. And Los Perros, which is a Colombian place, also has really good late night arepas. And arepas are really good because I feel like they're healthier burgers, right? Because you can put, like, chicken. You can put, like, um, I don't know, like, fresh steak and uh, or just cheese if you want. And I think those are better options than going out into a fast food joint. So late night arepa spots just like the taco places, is a really good alternative. It's delicious. Um, David, what's, what's going up? You built like an arepa. Oh, what does that even mean? Say I'm round? Are you are you calling me rotund? Um, Sunshine, Florida. Welcome to the chat. We're here talking about what are the places you guys like to eat at over in the city of Miami. Um, let's see. Last but not least, what other location are we going to look at? Brickle, of course. So I already said Komodo and Brickle. But one of the places that has really good food that's surprisingly simple, fresh, and delicious is um, check out Dom's. Which, again, not being biased, I just eat there often for our Tuesday night comedy show. Dom's Brickle has really good food. And it's really simple. It's like pizza dishes, salads, and like the occasional uh, meatball dish or something like that. Or sandwich and stuff. And the, but it's so fresh that it's surprisingly good. You know what I mean? For just how simple it is. Like, you would get, like, a dish with, like, three meatballs on it, but the way they serve it is, and the way it tastes, like, on its own is just amazingly good. It's almost as if someone in the back is making this with love. You know when you, you know you could taste the love in the food. You guys know this, right? Especially if you have Latin uh, cooks in your family. Like, there's a difference between someone that's, like, following a recipe. That's why whenever you do a recipe online, it always comes out weird, you know, because it's not your recipe. You're following someone else's love and curation, and then they try to share it with you. It's like, this is what I make at my house that tastes good. Here, you try it. And then when you try to make it, it doesn't come out as good as that person. Well, I hope it would, but most of it's at least for me. And then when you serve it, it's like, there's something missing, or I didn't do this part right. And the reason why... Is because the people that cook are the ones that have to put their emotions in it, like really get in there and make sure that things are cooked correctly and that the order is done correctly and that there's enthusiasm 
behind the food. And that's what Dom's has, man. I don't know what it is, man, but I've had the pizza there. I've had the chicken wings there. I've had the uh, the meatballs there. And it's so simple, right? Nothing fancy, nothing over the top, and it's delish. Um, uh, you built it, boy, with your Komodo dragon face. Oh, boy, we got another uh, troll. All right, hang on. Uh, there you go. There you go. What do you think about that, alien Saraponus? All right. Uh, last but not least, if I were to dine also in the area of uh, Doral, one place that I forgot is BJ's Restaurants. What I like, a, <laughs> leave him. I did. Wasn't even funny. Uh, in Doral, one of my go-to places to go dine and eat at is BJ's. I know. I know, weird choice. I'm not drinking this year, so BJ's isn't really an option anymore because BJ's has, like, this huge tap bar and cocktail uh, bar that any drink you want, they make it, and their menu is so extensive. Like, those are the places that are really good to, like, go out and randomly dine in. The place that has, like, an extensive menu where there's so many. You know what else that has that extensive menu? Like, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory and BJ's restaurants they're kind of like the Walmart of restaurants. Like, you go in there, and they got everything. You know what I mean? You want sandwiches? We got sandwiches. You want burgers? We got burgers. We pasta, steak, fish, salads. We got it all. You got curry? Yeah, I'll go whip something up. I'll make you some curry. Sure, we're not an Indian restaurant, but we'll make it happen for you. Absolutely. Can you go check in the back if you guys got uh, any uh, Greek food? Yeah, we got some feta cheese. We'll put it on something for you. Uh, tell me you got hitters, Manny. Welcome him. <laughs> Deep dish pizza is underrated or over? Uh, I don't know. Good question. There's no there's no really Chicago-style pizza in Miami. You guys noticed that? Because the Cuban pizza overtook it. Which is a great segue, Curly Tempo. Shout out to that. Um, the pizza in um, the Cuban... What's it? El Rey de las Pizzas? Is that what it's called? Or Hakuna Matata, which is rep by the Peachy Boys. The Cuban pizza has overtaken the Chicago deep style, deep dish pizza. There's no Chicago deep dish pizza in the city of Miami. As a matter of fact, that's a great joke too. There's no deep dish Chicago style pizza in the city of Miami. Because Cuban pizza overtook it. If people that like deep dish pizza ever encounter Cuban pizza, because it's only popular in the city of Miami, right? Since we have like the highest Cuban culture in all of the United States, I think. Uh, Cuban deep dish pizzas exist here more than anyone else, I think. This is all just theory, all right? And then the fact that there's Chicago-style pizza and it's more popular, wait until these people try out Cuban-style deep-dish pizza because what makes it a Cuban uh, pizza are two things. It's deep-dish, but instead of using mozzarella, I believe they use Gouda cheese instead or a combination of the two. And so if anyone out there was like, well, what do you like, New York or Chicago-style pizza? No, 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 Cuban pizza, all right? It's got Gouda in it. And it's way more cheesier. It's got better bread because it's softer, right? None of that crunchy stuff, all right? It's got, like, that soft 
foamy yet uh, delicate, airy bread, and then you've got that extra cheese on it. Absolutely delicious. Wait until the people get a load of the fact that Cuban pizza exists and that it's better than Chicago. That the Chicago industry, the Chicago pizza industry, would change completely overnight. I want someone to do a taste test. As a matter of fact, this is a great idea for like a sketch or something. You go on the streets, you blindfold somebody, and then you give them either Chicago deep dish pizza or uh, Cuban uh, style pizza and have them choose which deep dish pizza do you prefer. And they will tell you that the Cuban style pizza is way better. Hey, thank you, Getchen. Shout out to Getchen for getting the badge. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Every dollar counts. We're, we're making our way to millions. Slowly but surely. So Cuban style pizza. Let's look this up. Let me move this over here. Let me bring this over here. And let's go to screen display. Oh, look how professional I am. All right. check the, if For those that are on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch, I'm showing you my screen here so that you guys can see uh, what I'm seeing because uh, this show is professional. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, a Cuban. What is a Cuban style pizza? Cuban pizza is a pizza variety that is distinguished by the dough and the sauce. Okay, so there you go. The dough is a little thicker than in other pizzas and the sauce is a little bit sweeter. So then they use a different kind of sauce. You see that? Uh, once prepared, it's usually folded and eaten like a sandwich. Oh, you got to eat it like a sandwich. Look at that. But you can also order a piccata, a Cuban way of saying a sliced pizza. Okay, so then they give you like a personal style Cuban uh, pizza. Then you fold it. So then it turns into a, a, a cazoli. Cazo, what do they call that thing when you got like the folding? Uh <laughs> My, my Italian is really bad. I shouldn't even be calling this Italian because it's Cuban. Uh, lo dobla y lo come con un sandwich. So, uh, where can I get a Cuban deep dish? I think it's called the Rey de las Pizzas. Ray's Pizza. Uh, Drea, try Ray, Ray Pizza or Hakuna Matata Pizza. Which I believe Pete's, uh, Peachy Boys talks about. So Hakuna Matata Pizza Cubana <laughs> is located in 395 East 10th Street, Hialeah. There you go. All right, so uh, we're only still looking at you. Oh, yeah, I know, Fernandez. I'm talking about if you go to, if you guys want to see the more robust version of the live stream, uh, go to MiamiComedy.com slash group. And then that, that'll take you to the podcast community. And then you can see a completely different uh, version of the show. This is only the Instagram version, so I can't really connect anything to this. But if you go to, the, like, the other ones, you can see when I share my screen, you can see the introduction, so on and so forth. Calzone, that's the word. There you go. I don't think Cuban uh, deep dish exists. The Cuban pizza is a deep dish, man. It's not, it's not flat. So, like, if you, if, you look at, if, you, if you look up Cuban pizza... And you go to the images, they're all deep dish pizzas. There's no flat, crispy pizza New York style. It's like a lot of dough. And then they apparently they use a different kind of tomato sauce that makes it sweeter. And they put Gouda. So it's got it's sweeter, creamier, and doughier. 
while the Chicago pizza, I got to be careful, man, because Chicago, Chicago is a dangerous city. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk trash about the, the the pizza over in Chicago. And then when, you know, whenever I visit Chicago, I get, you know, I get a, I get drive by. Yo, that's the dude talking trash about our pizza. Watch this. You know what I mean? So Chicago style pizza is still good. Please spare my life. We're just talking about pizza here. But uh, Chicago style pizza is, uh, it looks like a pie, but like literally like a dessert pie, like, you know, this thick, right? And then inside it's soupier. I would say it's soupier, man, because like I've eaten, Chica- the last time I was in Chicago, I was eating a Chicago style pizza. You pick this thing up and the crust is like a spoon that just holds the whole thing in place while you eat it, you know? Um it's still good, but I really think Cuban pizza is a little bit better, right? But when in Rome, I mean, when I was in Chicago, I went to Uno Pizza, Duo, you name it. I went to all the deep dish joints that were famous and supported that, all right? Because, you know, you got to try Chicago pizza when in town, right? You know what I'm saying? All right, let me see. Over on Instagram, we've got uh, El Rey de la Pizza. Sounds like a Little Caesars next slogan. You know what? El Rey de la Pizza versus Little Caesars. Why don't those mascots fight each other? Hey, you know what? Ray's Pizza ain't slick. Ray's Pizza is the Little Caesars guy, but he's going for the Cuban market. (laughs) It's the same dude. Let me look up Ray's Pizza. No, it's not the same. It's actually two different guys. But you know what? They should beef. No, it's not the same. Ray, the Ray Pizza logo does not look like the Little Caesars logo. But it looks like they, they would beef online if they were if they were like real people. You can tell that they'd be going to each other's Twitter account and just talk trash about each other. <laughs> but you know what? I think there's a meme here. Little Caesars mascot. Yeah, there's something here. I'm definitely going to find it. There's a joke here somewhere between the Little Caesars guy and the Ray's Pizza guy. We'll figure it out. If you guys have a joke, you guys let me know what you can come up with. DM me. Stephanie Marie, welcome to the chat. Curly Tempo. All right. Uh, Official Messiah Scott says, okay, back with another question. My first comedy show is coming up. What do I need to do to hit that stage? And what do I got to do to watch out for nerves? Okay, you want some comedy advice. Okay, we'll do that in the end. Uh, Ray is Little Caesar's cousin. Uh, yeah, and Little Caesar's helped him cross and uh, get a uh, wet foot, dry foot back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So Little Caesar's was the insider, and then Ray came in, right? They partnered up, and they just div- diversified the market completely. Maybe there's a story behind it. You know what I mean? Maybe we can make some sort of uh, family ties thing between those two mascots. It's either Caesar, John, or Ray. Okay, so Little Caesar's is good... Little Caesars is okay for $5. You know, like, if I'm really in a rush and I want pizza, all right, I'll go to the nearby Little Caesars and I'll get one. But let's face it, man. Little Caesars pizza for $5 is a good value. But at the same time, there's just, like, a guilt involved in doing that, you know? $5 for a whole slice of pizza, for very thin pizza. You're just eating dough with... uh, I think I say it's more you're eating more bread than anything else when you eat Little Caesars. Would I still eat there? Yeah, sure. Do they have options? Sure. 
but I never get anything past the five dollars. It's like, look, man, little Caesars. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If your stuff is five dollars, whatever you're offering for six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, don't even bother. Okay, don't bother. That's it. You put it for five dollars. That's all we're getting. That's why they have a machine now. You just walk in. There's a machine. You just pull it out of the oven yourself and pay five bucks. You know. Um. Papa John's. What would I say about Papa John's? Um, I like Papa John's because they put the little pepper and they put the uh, they put the uh, the the butter thing um, and the dough over at Papa John's is really good, right? It's like really fresh. So okay, Papa John's is good, uh, even though the ex CEO was kind of kind of a douche. But uh, yeah, all right, it works out. They should just replace Papa John's with like a black CEO. And just be like, just kidding, guys. Look, man, this is what we do. Better pizza, better ingredients, more open-minded. <laughs> That's the Papa John's logo. <laughs> better ingredients, better pizza, more open-minded. That should be the new. That should be the new slogan. All right, so let's uh, close it off by answering official Messiah. All right, uh, my first comedy show is coming up. What I need to do when I hit that stage? Your first. All right, so the first time you're performing is coming up. What do you need to do when you hit the stage? And what do I got to do to watch out for nerves? All right, here's what I would say. Um, If it's your first time going up to do stand-up comedy, Messiah Scott, know that what you see is not what you do. There's a big distinction. When you're watching comedy, either you think that you're funnier or you think you can do that or you think that uh, it's it's easy. But that's the magic involved in stand-up comedy where when you see somebody that knows what they're doing, it looks doable. But when you're there, the energy is totally, like what you feel is totally different than what you feel when you're watching. When you're up on stage doing stand-up comedy for the first time, you're going to be experiencing something where it is a mixture of humiliation. You're worried about what people think. Pressure. There's a lot of tension involved when you first do comedy. Like, I got to make these people laugh. And then when you look out, people are looking at you. And everything counts. Every word you use counts. Every movement you do counts. Everything you say, your, your voice the way you stand, like everything counts to like form this image of this guy that's entertaining, right? And so that's a very difficult thing to do because you got to get it all aligned. You got to get not only your material ready, but your entire way of presenting yourself ready. And if it's if you're trying too hard to present yourself, it only makes it worse because people can see that you're like, all right, this guy was practicing in front of the mirror with his back like this. Ah, for my first joke, right? So it doesn't come off natural. But my advice to you, if it's your first time, be ready to bomb. Okay? And don't worry if you do bomb. Be as likable as you can when you go up on stage, but don't feel bad if you're bombing. Like, when it's happening, be like, okay, I was expecting this. Because the worst thing is, if it's your first time going up and you're not prepared to bomb, you're only going to make the bomb worse. If you're bombing and you already prepared yourself about bombing... You can, you can have a little more fun in the bomb. And another thing I would tell you is prepare, like, your jokes, like, a story, and combine it all together as if it were a story. 
That way, when you say it, it's not like joke number one and joke number two and joke number three, right? You're kind of just like combining and weaving the whole thing together so it comes off more natural, all right? You can't, you can't be funny without having fun, all right? But the first time, it's very tricky. How do you combat nerves before you go on stage? Just tell yourself you're excited. Don't tell yourself you're nervous. Say that everything you're feeling, like butterflies in your stomach and that you're nervous and you're worried... That's, that's not that. Say that I'm just excited. Like, I'm really excited about going up on stage. Because being nervous and being excited feel the same, okay? It's like you're, like, in this up, I'm ready to go on kind of vibe. So tell yourself you're excited. So when you go up on stage, you project excitement instead of nervousness. That way you can kind of, like, uh, communicate that instead. Because there's nothing worse than someone on stage and they're nervous and then I'm sitting down watching you nervous and then it makes me nervous for you that's not fun if you're up on stage and you look like you're excited and you're enthusiastic about what's about to happen that's fun all right so there you go there you go if you want to hit me up for coaching I'm available (laughs) just visit mannygaravito.com to check out my packages Uh, I've coached over a dozen people and uh, they all get great results in their lives okay so there you go All right, that is it for the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. Another fun show. We were talking about the places where we would like to dine in the city of Miami. And then we got into uh, pizza, homemade food. We got a couple of jokes. And then at the end, we added a little bit of uh, comedy coaching for the people that want to do comedy stand-up style. So with that being said, unfortunately tonight, we do not have a show at Casa Tiki. I believe the shows at Casa Tiki Wednesday nights are no no more. We are in talks of probably doing a once a month show there or maybe a big uh, headlining show there. So it, I wouldn't I wouldn't th- put the whole thing off the table. There might be a possibility where we can return to Casa Tiki to do a higher end production, okay? The thing is that the weekly um, on a Wednesday in Calle Ocho was a bit rough. All right, Calle Ocho. They're waiting for the uh, tra- the foot traffic to get higher there. So with that being said, do support Casa Tiki. They have great events and they have great drinks. And it's really cool. Like the vibe is nice, you know. Uh, so no hard feelings with uh, Casa Tiki at all. I don't want to like make the impression that that's the issue. Uh, but we will. We might be working with them again. Just keep your eye on MiamiComedy.com for our next show there. Our next show will be over at Thank You Miami Friday night. And that show will be at 9 o'clock, all right? We've got a showcase, then we've got an open mic right after. And then our show after that is over at uh, Tipsy Flamingo Sunday night, okay? Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.